Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to The Should Life. This is your host, Jessica Lee Labe, and today we're talking about how your emotions are sabotaging you. Let's get into it. Welcome back. I am so glad that you're here. Today we are talking about emotions. Who loves talking about feelings? I know I do. How are you feeling? Feeling a little weird, maybe a little uncomfortable or a little anxious, a little unsure. That's okay. Let's just go with it. So this episode may not be what you think it's about. So the title of the episode is hinting that your emotions are sabotaging you. And you may be thinking that because you have emotions, you're being sabotaged. And what I want to throw out there is that actually not feeling your feelings by not feeling your emotions, that is exactly what is holding you back. So previously, we had talked about the worst advice out there that I see about the should life. And I just have to say that was so freaking fun to talk about. And I'm so glad that you let me vent because I love it. Who doesn't love a good vent session, right? Thank you for holding that space for me. And now I want to switch gears and I kind of want to start to build on that discussion. So now we're going to be talking about things I want you to stop doing that may be showing up for you as a result of some of that shitty advice. So if you missed those first few episodes, that would be episodes two, three, and four, go back, take a listen, because we're going to be really, those really laid some amazing groundwork for the topics that we're now going to be talking about. And I don't want you to miss any of that. So before we get into it too much, I also want to acknowledge that the intention here is not to make you feel badly about how you've been living, or if you're finding like, damn, like, I really am living that should life. Like, I don't even know how I got here. I don't even know, you know, this person who I've become. I never thought that this would really apply to me, but I'm finding that it is. You are not alone. I've been there. I'm still in it in some ways, right? There are no gurus here. This is real life. And in order to move beyond the should life, we have to first acknowledge how we got here right? We can't change anything if we don't first, if we don't have the ability to be really fucking honest with ourselves. So the intention here isn't to make you feel bad, but it's maybe just to share with you some ways in which like shed some light on other options that are available to you that you may not really be available, that you may not be aware of. So this also may get a little uncomfortable, because we're moving beyond the confines of the mind that we talked about in previous episodes. But I promise you, if you stay connected to your inner voice, you will be headed in the right direction. So I want to ask you, where is it that you want to be? Who is it that you want to be in this precious life of yours? My belief is that the life you desire is just on the other side of feeling those feelings that you are avoiding by feeling those exact emotions that you do not want to feel. And 
these emotions that you don't want to feel may be showing up for you right now. Like even as I say that, you may be like, oh yeah, like anger completely off limits for me. Grief, sadness, fuck that. Never letting it in. Got big old walls around it. There's no way. And what I would like to offer up to you is that those are the exact feelings that once you allow yourself to feel them, will catapult you into the life that you deserve and that you desire. I think of it like a bow and arrow, like we're pulling back, pulling back, pulling back, like getting all this tension. And when you allow yourself to feel those feelings, it just, it just shoots into exactly what it is that you want. And it's also okay to be afraid. It's okay to want to turn me off right now. All of this is totally valid. Okay, so your emotions may be holding you back from reaching your goals. Let's talk about how and why that is. And I want to go back and explore with you some potential belief systems that you may still be holding on to from childhood that we all kind of like take with us into adulthood. So, uh, how do I want to, let's talk about this in the context of money. Okay. Because I mean, this, this is such a common kind of like hang up and belief system that we can carry with us for our whole lives. So I want you to just think about how your parents talked about money growing up or how your family, your support system growing up, how was money discussed if it was discussed at all? Because if it wasn't talked about at all, that's also sending you some pretty clear messages, right? So maybe where you grew up, there was like a neighborhood or a town where maybe there was a neighborhood like within your town or your city made up of like predominantly wealthy individuals like, oh, that's like the rich area. Okay. So did your family or your parents, did they talk about that neighborhood at all? If so, how did they talk about it? Maybe like every time you drove by it, they're like, oh yeah, those people. Or maybe you are in traffic and a high-end car, like a BMW or Mercedes, like cuts them off. Were there ever comments about that, that car, the status of the individual driving the car? Like, oh my gosh, look at this rich asshole just cutting me off. Of course, of course it's that person, Right. What about when you had a desire for something that cost money? Maybe there was a trip you really wanted to go on or something that you wanted to purchase, like a game or clothes, makeup, whatever that is. How are you made to feel in those moments when you asked and when the response was presented back to you? So notice that I'm not necessarily asking what the response was like what words were spoken to you? Because yes, this is important. Well, what I really want to get at is how did you feel in those moments? How safe were you made to feel in your body in that environment? That is key here. Okay. So the feelings are so interesting and so complicated. In the beginning when we're children, when we're like newborns, just kind of trying to explore this world, feelings themselves are neutral. And I just want to 
let that sink in for a moment that actually at their core, feelings are totally neutral. They have a completely neutral energy to them. But when we're born, when we're newborns, when we're infants, we don't have any judgments about our feelings. We allow them to freely show up because we don't have any like any other people's judgments that have clouded that for us. So we ask for whatever it is that we want and we have no shame about it. We want food. We ask for it. We want sleep. We ask for it. But over time, as we continue to grow older, the minds of those around us, the belief systems and the judgments and the toxic thoughts from the minds of others in our world, our society, religion, peers, family, their belief systems from their minds get essentially like dumped into our minds. And what happens is we start to realize that these feelings that we were previously able to completely freely express now have all these labels attached to them. Messages that we start to receive like stop crying, get over it. You're not really hurt, right? Suck it up. So as a child, it's safe and accepted for us to ask for what we want and receive something in return, to receive comfort, love, food, nourishment. And then we realize that somewhere along the line, when we do that same thing, now we are sent to our room for it. We're ignored or neglected. We're told that we're wrong for asking for it. And so we end up with feelings about our feelings. (laughs) We end up with these compound, complex emotions now because we have what was a neutral emotion, which was, let's say, showing up as sadness, for example, that is now compounded with another feeling, a feeling of shame, because we're now told that showing sadness is not an okay emotion to be felt. So when we feel sad and we don't allow ourselves to feel sad, we're also feeling shame for feeling sad, and we also have feelings about feeling shame. What's going on? If you're interested in one-on-one mentorship with me, or your own live inner voice session to activate your intuition and get you living your soul-aligned life, head over to nomoreshouldlife.com and let's get started. So then what happens is we end up taking on these identities as adults. So we're walking around with these huge gaping wounds, these feelings about our feelings, and also the inability to feel our feelings or a deep fear around feeling our feelings. And to be honest with you, even as I talk about it, I feel, I feel sad as I think about this. It's like I feel it in my physical body and it feels heavy and it feels sad. And this is why this work is so fucking powerful because I don't think that we as a whole, I don't think that we realize how deeply hurt that we are. And I don't think we realize how we are just walking around as like large children with these really fragile, fragile wounds. 
And I also don't think that we realize or understand how much lighter you actually have the ability to feel when you do this work, when you recognize how powerful you actually are. And talking about this reminds me of one of my clients and our journey together. Her name was Jill. And we started working together on building her business. And what was starting to show up as we dove into her desires for building her business is that she had a lot of fear around charging the amount of money that she really wanted to and the amount of money that her inner voice was telling her to charge. So when I talk about inner voice work, like it, uh, guiding us in all aspects of our life, this is what I'm talking about. We can actually go to our inner voice with questions about pricing and about our business. It's not all airy-fairy floating on a cloud somewhere. We can allow our inner voice to guide these very black and white, like masculine energetic decisions that we have. So she had some fear around showing up, showing up herself authentically online to talk about her work. She had this fear of not being seen. Um, She really preferred to kind of be invisible And she also had this amazing gift for what it was that she was meant to do in this world. And she lit up when she talked about it. But she really felt like she could not move past this money block and this fear of showing up. So we started to uncover this belief through our work together that she felt like ultimately she wasn't, she didn't feel worthy of receiving. She didn't feel worthy of receiving money for this craft that she had developed. And when we went a little deeper, we found that this stemmed from beliefs that she had been instilled in that that had been instilled in her from her parents. So she had these like specific memories, mostly from her mom, where her mom was very judgmental of other women who were perceived to have more money than them. And Jill remembered this energy around these comments that her mom would make. It felt to her like an energy of like competitiveness, um, very much an energy of scarcity and lack because these other women had more. This was like her mom's perception because they had more that meant that there was less for her. There was very much this air of like, who does she think she is? And her mom kind of perceived these women as flaunting or showing off and these women as being quote unquote too much, right? Like it's too flashy. It's too showy. It's too much. So remember when we talked a couple episodes ago about how mindset work is not enough. This is kind of bringing me back to that exact conversation because In my work together with Jill, this would have, we could have paused right here and focused on this belief system because this, this is pretty juicy stuff. She had a presenting problem, quote unquote problem of the business that she really wanted to work on where she wanted to be able to charge the money that she wanted to and be able to show up authentically to talk about her work. And what we uncovered was this, like this really complicated uh, belief system. 
And if I had the belief that mindset work was everything and that mindset work was enough, then our work together would have kind of paused and maybe even stopped here. And there's nothing really wrong with that. That's still really powerful work. But I always, I always want to go deeper. I always want to uncover more and more because there's more there to actually peel away and get at and, and uncover and release from the body. So that's what we did. We continued to dive deeper. We continued to dive, dive deeper because I wanted to get at the emotions. I wanted to move beyond the belief systems and access the emotions. I wanted her to get into her body. So we were able to tap into the emotions that she had associated with these beliefs. This was so powerful. And the emotions that started to show up for her when we talked about this, when she was put back in these situations with her mom, when she was revisiting the energy around these comments, what showed up for her was deep shame. Um, emotions of sadness for allowing these stories to now rule her life as an adult and an emotion of fear of being judged by her mom. So these are so valid and make so much sense. And the amazing thing to note here is that what was really causing Jill the most comfort in all of this was the resistance itself. This internal resistance within her, this feeling within where she wanted to feel the feeling, like the inner voice was saying, this is showing up because it's okay to be felt. But at the same time, they were kind of being held hostage within her body because the mind was also saying, no, this is, this is not okay. We cannot feel these feelings. We have to run. We have to distract. What can we distract with? Please, 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 let's get out of here. Let's get on Amazon right now. We got to do some online shopping. Where's the wine? Where's the Netflix? Where's the next diet? Because we are not dealing with this shit, not doing it. So in order to keep these feelings that so desperately wanted to be felt at bay, it's like, let's shove it down. Let's distract. Let's numb out because the mind thinks what do we know about the mind, right? We know the mind wants to keep us safe. And the mind has also learned that these feelings are not safe. They're not okay to be felt. So the mind is like such a drama queen, but it's like, well, if I feel these feelings, I'm going to die. Essentially, that is kind of what's happening. Spoiler alert, she didn't die. <laughs> and what happened is she was almost like reborn to herself again. It was like this massive transformation that she went through. She was kind of reborn to her true self, who she was always meant to be. Because what happened is Jill allowed the resistance to exist. She no longer fought against it, which is what made it so powerful in the first place. And the feelings, the emotions, they no longer hold any power because they are no longer in the shadows. We brought them out into the light. So they're not only brought into the light, but now they're fully felt. 
the shame, the sadness, the fear, guess what? We fucking feel it all. We allow it all to exist. Not only do we just allow it to exist, but we welcome it in. We open up to it. And we do this in a very safe environment, right? So I'm there guiding her through all of it. This is with her inner voice kind of steering the whole ship. So this is a very strategic process that I've developed for years and years and years that I utilize with my one-on-one clients. And this is how we actually get to see some real lasting change. And that's exactly what happened for her. Through this work, she was able to retrain her nervous system to start to get the mind on board with the fact that her body was a safe space for all of her feelings. I mean, does it get any better than that? I don't think it does. So these stories about how we've been taught not to feel or how unsafe it is to actually feel, if we don't acknowledge them, if we don't process them, they end up getting stored and stuck within our actual physical body. And they become so ingrained in us that it actually becomes the way that we view the world, the way that we view our relationships and the way that we view ourselves. But the beautiful thing about a story is that it can change. Stories can shift and new characters can show up. We can have plot twists. We can have pivots. This life of yours can be your own choose your own adventure story. And that's exactly what you deserve. So if you're not able to look at and address what emotions are tied up in some toxic belief systems that you may be carrying around, you're not going to be able to heal fully and move forward. And this is so important to get get you to where it is that you want to be to live your fully expressed life. So today's episode, I love so, so much. If you can't tell, I love talking about emotions and feelings. I, for so long, for so many years, truly felt like I was in a prison to my emotions, like my body was a prison to my emotions and there was no getting out. And this work truly changed my life. So I love talking about it. And today we talked about how your emotions are sabotaging you, but not in the way you may have originally been thinking, how your emotions themselves are actually neutral in how they are safe to be fully felt. And we also talked about how when we remove the resistance to feeling, we can actually make some real lasting changes to call in what it is that you desire. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is your reminder that you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. You can find me over at Instagram at Jessica Lee Labe and my website at nomoreshouldlife.com. If you or someone you love is a high achieving woman looking to activate your inner voice and embrace your shadow self to claim your soul aligned life, send me a DM and let's do this.